Time once again for an edition of the Built by Bama Online podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com. It is Monday, May the 20th. We have breaking news as it relates to both Alabama men's basketball and also the Alabama football program. It entails recruiting. So who else are we going to talk to than Hank South, Recruiting Analyst for BamaOnline.com. A busy Monday Hank, and it started on the men's basketball side of things. Trendon Wadford, the five-star forward from over in Mountain Brook, Alabama, Mountain Brook High School. I guess with the way this thing had been trending for the last month and a half or so, you weren't surprised at all to learn that Trendon Wadford will indeed attend Louisiana State University, where he is expected to play for Will Wade, the embattled head coach. Uh, but I know, Hank, that you flipped your crystal ball to LSU in the last six weeks, I guess it was. Seemed like that was the momentum moving in the Tigers' way. Your level of surprise by the chain of events leading up to Trendon Watford's commitment on Monday afternoon. Yeah, th- there's really no surprise. That was uh, what we anticipated the pick to be. Um, like you said, I, I changed my crystal ball pick in April uh, to LSU. I, I was kind of hanging around on Alabama for Trenton Watford. You know, obviously he has the relationships. He, he's just down the road. Um, but, you know, uh, LSU, he has the relationships there as well. Uh, they were a school that's recruited him equally as hard as Alabama over the last few years and, and certainly were able to catch his eye late and, and his relationship with Will Wade. You know, that, that was a big question, question mark uh, when it came to Trenton Watford. Obviously if Will Wade um, was not expected in Baton Rouge next year, I think that maybe would have changed the outcome of where Trenton Watford ended up. It uh, certainly it looks to be the case that he, he looks to be hanging around. And, and so um, I, I think that gave LSU the, the edge heading into it. Um, so surprise level uh, pretty low. Uh, there was a little bit of buildup to it. You know, there, there was a lot of message board talk about, you know, Alabama still being a factor uh, for Jordan Watford. And, and and they were, you know, I think it was Bama or LSU in the end. Uh, but the Tigers got it done and, and got a big pickup out of the state of Alabama. Did the coaching change at Alabama, in your opinion, Hank, impact the Crimson Tide in a negative fashion? In other words, it seemed like with these four finalists, Memphis, LSU, Alabama, Indiana, There were pretty strong ties between Wadford and each of those coaching staffs. Did the switch from Avery Johnson to Nate Oates, in your opinion, uh, put Alabama in a difficult place? Or was Alabama kind of in a tough situation even with Avery? You know, it's tough to say, you know, I I think in a way it did. And that's not a knock on Nate Oates and the staff. They just didn't have a lot of time to get to know Trent and Wadford. You know, he got the job in late March. His first stop was to go see Trenton Watford on, on spring break in Destin uh, for a visit. And so you look at a guy like Avery Johnson, and, and he offered Trenton Watford uh, when he was a freshman in high school, or going to be a freshman in high school, one of the first offers he put out as head coach at Alabama back in 2015. So, you know, he had three or four years uh, of getting to know Trenton Watford and his family. And, and the same thing goes with uh, with Memphis and Penny Hardaway and Mike Miller, Indiana, uh, where, where Trenton Watford's brother played, and then LSU obviously recruiting him for a long time as well. So in a way, I think maybe just the, the familiarity wasn't there when they don't. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there were still a lot of question marks, whether Trenton Watford would even pick Alabama with Avery Johnson on the staff there. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Memphis being a, a team with the edge um, and LSU has always been there as well. So um, I, I think maybe you, you could pin it on that a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this, this has been a recruitment that's gone back and forth for a while. 
Yeah, and Penny Hardaway going absolutely nuts up at Memphis here in the last couple of weeks in the late period. Precious Achua, a five-star forward, most recently committing to the Tigers late last week. That was a pretty good sign that Trendon Wadford wasn't going to end up uh, in the Bluff City. That, that wasn't going to happen uh, with what Penny Hardaway has accumulated in his war chest here in the last couple of weeks. So any any staff, any recruiting staff, as you know, Hank, worth its salt, has a contingency plan for situations like this. It's long been assumed that one way or the other, a junior college transfer would be a part of Alabama's 2019 class. James Rojas of Hutchinson Community College out in Kansas kind of been laying in the weeds here uh, as this Wadford situation has played out. Um, is that what you've seen here from Nate Oates in terms of having that backup plan, that fallback, just in case uh, the, the last-ditch efforts in the Wadford uh, recruitment went unanswered? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, credit to James Rojas for uh, getting his release from the from Buffalo after Nate Oates left uh, from his letter of intent, getting released from that and, and saying, you know, Bama's the school he's going to go to. That's where he's planning on going. And he was just waiting for for that door to open up for him. And uh, it looks like that is going to be the case for him. Um, James Rojas, the, the small forward out of Hutchinson Community College up in Kansas. Uh, he's a guy that was a, a junior college All-American. He averaged 18.8 points a game, 5.8 re- rebounds per game last season, shot 33% from three. So certainly a big addition, a guy that kind of obviously signed with Buffalo. He's not getting a lot of pub, uh, but now certainly with, with uh, the opportunity to play at Bama, he, he is going to get that and uh, could be, you know, kind of one of these dark horse additions to Alabama, you know, a guy that uh, was on track to play for Nate Oates at Buffalo and and play for a team that uh, he was getting to the tournament each year and and having a lot of success with. And to see a guy like this now get a chance to play in the SEC, you know, it it could be um, a big pickup for Alabama down the road um, if he develops the way they they anticipate him to. Yeah, Rojas, originally from New York State. So Nate Oates, Brian Hodgson, you know, those guys that came down from Buffalo, you, you know, have a long-time relationship, or you would think they would, with Rojas. And he's 6'7", and, and that's really, if he is 6'7", that's really about what Trendon Wadford is. I, I know Trendon's listed at 6'9", maybe 6'8". I don't think he's quite 6'9". Uh, but similar, I would say, in terms of skill sets in that, like Wadford, Rojas can cause problems for opposing defenses and his ability to play multiple spots. He can stretch at the four um, and, and get some matchup issues going against uh, opposing defenders that way. So, yeah, I mean, kind of what you would expect. And we saw with Oates uh, up at Buffalo, not afraid to go the junior college route. Uh, he and Brian Hodgson is chief recruiter. Uh, so this this probably won't be the last time we see Alabama go to the junior college well. Um, Otherwise, Hank, some good news for Alabama football on Monday night as the Crimson Tide picks up a commitment from watching this guy's tape and considering that he comes from talent-rich South Florida. uh, Dynamic, I guess, the best way to describe Alabama's latest commitment on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Tyu Jones-Bell commits to Alabama tonight. Uh, over Tennessee and Penn State, and you know, in a, in a year that Alabama needs receivers, uh, this is this is a big one for the Tide staff to go into South Florida uh, behind Charles Huff, the new South Florida area recruiter. He's taken that 
uh, role from Joe Panunzio and obviously Mario Cristobal prior to Panunzio and, and to get this guy out of that region. It's a big time pickup. Uh, 24-7 sports rates him the number 85 receiver or number 85 overall player in the country, regardless of position, number 16 receiver in a, in a very deep receiver class. Um, he, he named Alabama his leader in February and kind of just stayed with that, that position all fall or all spring, um, and then made it official on on Monday night. Um, and yeah, like you said, turn on the tape. I mean, this guy, he's almost built like a running back. Uh, but you know, has all the athletic ability. Uh, he's a great route runner. Um, he's physical. He has great hands. Um, he, he, he scored 17 touchdowns last year on 38 catches. So kind of shows his production level there. Um, and just a guy that, you know, he, he's going to be a, uh, he's going to be an asset to the Alabama offense, um, down the road in a class that, like I said, needed receivers. And they've certainly addressed that with four already on board. Yeah. Jones bell. Uh, follows in that pipeline from South Florida. When you talk about Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley um, and and guys like that that have been so good for Alabama over this stretch, uh, Jerry Judy right now. Um, You know, I think Xavier Williams still has a chance to be a really good receiver for the Crimson Tide. So it's been really an incredible run uh, for South Florida players in general for Alabama under Nick Saban. But, man, when you look specifically – at the wide receiver spot, it's been out of this world good. And Jones Bell, he, as you said, 5'11", 187, maybe not the prototype wide receiver body that you see these days, more six foot plus, maybe 185, 190, a little longer um, in, in look than, than some of these guys. But hey, Jalen Waddle's kind of that same guy too when you talk about the measurables. And it's worked out pretty well for, for Jalen Waddle at this point of his Alabama career, Hank. Yeah, no doubt. And, and you know, they've kind of, if you look at the Alabama receivers class thus far in 2020, they've kind of hit on all different size receivers, you know, obviously with, with Jones Bell now, 5'11", 187, they got a guy like Treshawn Holden that fits that bigger body mold, 6'3", 195, um, with room to grow there. And, and certainly, you know, I, I don't think they're going to stop recruiting receivers even with four on board. I think they're still going to go out and, and keep going after these guys. They've offered a couple in, in recent weeks, another South Florida guy and Brian Robinson, who's currently committed to Miami, uh, a guy out of Louisiana currently committed to LSU and Keishon Boutte, um, who's a top 100 receiver as well. So, you know, I don't think we're going to see the staff, you know, take their foot off the gas here, despite having Tyu Jones-Bell, Javon Baker, Treshawn Holden, and Dezalen Worsham in their class. So how many are we really looking at then, total in your opinion, when it comes to the wide receiver position, Hank, for the class of 2020? <laughs> You know, that's a good 20, question. 2020, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, four committed right now. I, I think that could be a safe number. And you you, you say, well, you know, four, this, is that, are they done then? And it, I don't think so. You know, you, they have to keep recruiting the position, uh, especially considering the calendar says May right now. You know, you got guys, uh, Javon Baker um, and Treshawn Holden are, are both still taking visits. And DeZalen Worsham, to even some extent, is still looking around. Um, they're all saying they're firmly committed. But, um, you know, you can't risk it nowadays. You have to, you know, keep the lines of communication open with guys in the event that a guy like Treshawn Holden, who just moved to California to finish his high school career, uh, maybe chooses USC or UCLA or goes to Oregon or something like that. You have to, you know, like we talked about with James Rojas, you have to kind of have that contingency plan uh, of what if. So, um, you know, I I think we'll still see guys camp this summer. I I think we'll see probably more offers go out of the position and guys take official visits. But, you know, having this core of this, this core four of receivers they have right now is big time and an an important, and an important year for it. Yeah, this is a nice start, as you said, in South Florida for Charles Huff too. 
because Alabama has had a long line of effective recruiters down in South Florida. You mentioned Mario Cristobal, obviously his ties to that area played at the University of Miami. Joe Panunzio, uh, I believe a previous staff member at, at the University of Miami in the past. You can go back to Bobby Williams and, and the work that he did down there during his time at Alabama. But I guess Charles Huff too, finding out, right, Hank? Never hurts to have that script A on your chest when you walk into these high schools. Uh, a little bit different than maybe Mississippi State. Not to take anything away from the Bulldogs, but the uh, what are they? The, the world is your oyster, I guess, when you're <laughs> recruiting for Alabama. Right. Hank? Absolutely. And you have these guys, this, this track record, especially at the receiver position, going in into Miami Carroll City and, and recruiting Tyu Jones Bell and saying, hey, you could be the next Jerry Judy, you could be the next. Amari yeah. Cooper, Calvin Ridley. I mean, that helps. And, you know, almost as impressive as their wide receiver recruiting in South Florida has been, look at the defensive backs they've got. You know, Patrick Sertain, they got Josh Job coming up. Obviously, Xavier Williams, he's, he's a receiver, but kind of fit that athlete bill coming out of high school. And then Braylon Ingram and Jordan Battle out of St. Thomas Aquinas. So they've really done a really great job in that region. And, and I, I think Charles Huff is, is going to be a great asset for the staff to be down there and kind of follow in the footsteps of what guys like Panunzio and, and Cristobal have kind of laid the foundation of. Yeah. Give me all the guys you want to give me from Carroll city, from St. Thomas Aquinas, from Miami central and those programs down in Dade County and Broward County. I'll take all <laughs> you got because the <laughs> level of competition, the level of talent down there and what, Howard Snellenberger once referred to as the the state of Miami. You know, that that's all he cared about when he took over that Miami program uh, 35, 40 years ago. And now I'm dating myself, Hank, as we get out of here <laughs> on a breaking news edition of the Built by Bama online podcast. Always great work from Hank South on the website. Uh, check him out right there at BamaOnline.com. Thanks a lot, Hank. Thanks, Travis. Anytime. Stay tuned for more of the Built by Bama online podcast coming to you in the very near future.